Yo, you dealing with the X Factor. I got everything I ever Yo. wanted, and I'll never Yo. get that back. Yo. Oh, I know you hate the that X -Factor. Factor, but you ain't gotta look at me like that. I said you ain't gotta look at me like North that. North South Connection Podcast Network. You are lucky because I was going to try to sing an 80s cartoon intro theme song to this show. Uh, and up until the moment when I hit record, I was going to do it, but I decided not to. Welcome to the Multiverse of Fabulousness. My name is Johnny C. And with me tonight, for the very first time, for our fourth episode, lucky number four. You know, there's four horsemen when the apocalypse comes, so it must be the best number ever. Uh, we've got a very special guest who's going to traverse a very special section of the multiverse with us this evening. I'd like to bring in, from the Ruthlessly Aggressive podcast, Mr. Jake Williams. Jake, how the hell are you? I'm doing well, you know, lucky number four, uh, Mambo number four, um, <laughs> four guys, burgers and fries, you know, all the classics. Four guys, a hobo and a pizza place. Right. Something like that. Yeah. That didn't but, look... Um... <laughs> That didn't quite land. But you know what did land? This this conversation is landing right now because it's been meaning to happen. Jake, I, mm -hmm. last time we talked, we were on WCW Must Die. We covered mm -hmm. uh, episode, season three of Thunder, episode 16. Well, here we are in the Ides of March. 316 day. Give me a hell yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, a day that's somewhat saddened in the wrestling community due to some unfortunate news that's come out in the last couple days. Of course, it'll be old news by the time this airs. But of course, uh, I'd be remiss not to say some kind words about the bad guy himself, Mr. Scott Hall. Yep. I would concur. Yeah. Lost yeah. the legend, unfortunately. Right. But luckily, Charmel is going into the Hall of Fame, who you and I gave five stars to. On all that same episode of WCW Must Die. So there's a lot of coincidence this is going on, man. The last time we talked, we made right. jokes about a multiverse. And here we are, ready to traverse the multiverse of fabulousness. Yeah, this has escalated pretty quickly. It has. Things got heavy, I'm, and they I'm did cool it really it. damn quick. And right. I think we, we, made, fun of, we <laughs> made fun of Spider-Man, and then I just watched Spider-Man last night. So, like, I don't know. I feel like this is destiny. But... We cannot move forward without the topic. So, folks, as you know, here on the Multiverse of Fabulousness, we'd like to take a look at one of the unique Earths that are out there in the multiverse and track a difference or a change in their pop culture world and how it relates to ours. But, Jake, I have to ask you a question. I know that you are familiar with the multiverse from the last time we spoke. Would you concur? Yes, yes, I think so. I think I have a, a decent idea of it. Are you familiar with the dark multiverse? Um, maybe not as much. Can you can you give me a quick uh, refresher on the dark multiverse? Absolutely. So just like there are an infinite number of Earths in the multiverse, in the dark multiverse, there's an infinite number of Earths that are created by our fears. So if I, for example, was afraid that someday my cat might scratch my eyes out when I'm asleep, then in the dark multiverse, in Earth, where that very thing happens, and every fear that mankind has throughout now in history creates a new planet in the dark multiverse. Now, you might say to me, Jake, Johnny, what the fuck are you on and what are you talking about? How does this relate to our topic this evening? Because what do hardcore wrestling fans fear the most? Um, let's see. <laughs> um, shaping. Um. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, you know, public spaces. 
<laughs> public spaces, <laughs> non-black non t-shirts. <laughs> I also colored t-shirts. <laughs> I think they fear the nonsense of professional wrestling. Those moments that happen maybe like in a graveyard that we bemoan and bitch about on the internet before we finally get to the match that we all want to see live on closed circuit television. So in the dark multiverse, there must be a planet where the most important part of professional wrestling is not what happens inside the ring. It's all the stuff that happens outside of the ring. And with that in mind, I visited that planet, Earth negative three. And on that planet, I procured a program that aired on the WWE Network on this Earth. And it was called March Fabulousness. And it was a tournament <laughs> of the 32 most fabulousness moments in history that have nothing to do with matches themselves. Um, these people on this earth are crazy, though. I could never live here on this planet. Well, I mean, imagine if all you ever really cared about were the interview segments, the nonsense. Can you imagine? Uh, do you think wrestling would even mm. be a thing on this earth? Or are we too jaded? Um, I, yeah, it probably wouldn't be if, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, <laughs> this is a lot to take in. I'm trying it to, really uh, is. to process the vastness of the multiverse. Sorry, I peek, guess. <laughs> peek behind the curtain, folks. I didn't tell Jake what the fuck we were going to be talking about. Uh, <laughs> but that was kind of the point. So tonight... I've I've done my bracket. You've done your bracket. We're going to do the Mar tournament of March fabulousness. If you want to just be serious about what we're actually going to do, I think it'll be a lot of fun. Uh -huh. So Jake, what I've done is I've chosen 32 because 64, everybody would just kill themselves. Nobody would listen to that. No, that's actually not that fun. You know what? I'm going to leave it. Nobody would listen to 64, 64 moments, but I tried to go through my brain and curate uh, 32 fun moments that, might mean everything to the community. They might mean nothing. Uh, some of them might be moments that only lasted 10 seconds. Some of them might be an entire segment. How do you possibly rate those things evenly, Jake? You can't. It's based on, I'm speaking from the heart. Everybody's saying he got the pilot jumping. He's the macho man. You remember that song? Vaguely, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a good one. I like it. You know... Yeah. I don't ever want to tell her that I'm going to leave outside. There's never been a right time to say goodbye, to say goodbye. That's a mm -hmm. Bret Hart song. Yeah. Yes. Now that one I'm very, very, very familiar with. That's some sad shit, man. It's like, um, mm. <laughs> it's a really sad shit. Let me tell you that. So let's get started. Let's look at our first okay. matchup okay. here. Uh, to, so the audience can get a, a, akin to what we're really dealing with here. Now, Jake, I, I tried to give mm -hmm. you, some heads up, all right? I don't know if you're prepared mm -hmm. for this, but round one, and these were seated randomly, so I didn't stack the tournament at all. In the first round, we have Fuji Vice oh. taking, taking on the interview from the Survivor Series 1990 with the Ultimate Warrior, Hulk Hogan, and Tito Santana before the grand match of finale. Now, Jake. Uh I don't know that that interview does much for anybody, so I'll explain it second. What are your thoughts on Fuji Vice? Have you seen it? 
Yes, I have. I love Fuji Vice, um, maybe more than usual. I love all the Fujis, <laughs> the various Fuji programs that um actually put on a prime time the other day. Like, because I don't know, prime time is a good show to like put on if you're just trying to fall asleep or something. It's like good background. And um, sure. it was actually like a, a one, an episode that was after like the Fuji stuff, but they were like showing clips of for whatever reason, because it's just prime time and they had full time. But I'm a huge fan of the ridiculous, like not even just the Fuji, but more Don Morocco, like Don Morocco, like playing, trying to play like a, a serious actor. And the one of my favorite parts about the Fuji stuff, like the Fuji Vice and all, is that even the supporting actors, like they seem <laughs> like they're probably maybe like real actors, but they're not great either. And that's maybe the highlight of the whole thing. But it's going to be tough. So so you break this down because if I'm being honest, if I'm filling out this bracket, I'm leaning Fuji Vice, but I could be swayed if you uh, if you could come at me by the right angle. Which I think so is great see. because mm -hmm. Fuji Vice to me was more of a historical greatness. I watched it a few weeks ago. It's definitely funny. I, I lean a little bit more towards the segments before and after with Vince try with them trying to convince Vince can wow that it's like a legit show and Vince being like, This is ridiculous, the worst thing I've ever seen. We'll be back on Titans <laughs> or whatever, you know, the show is called. But Fuji Vice right. is strong. So this Survivor Series 90 interview lives with me rent-free. Is that what the kids say on Twitter? So just to uh, set something the scene, like that, yeah. It's Sean Mooney with the Warrior, with the title belt, and Hogan and Tito Santana. The grand match of finale is about to start. We've got a crazy team up. This actually should have been like a really cool moment because it's really the first time Hogan and Warrior are interacting on TV, or at least pay-per-view, if you follow that pay-per-view calendar, to the best of my recollection. And Tito is an all-time guy who it's actually pretty cool to see, you know, with these guys. It's reminiscent of the old Kane-Hogan rock segment, okay? Mm -hmm. So I, I took yes. a I took a little bit of what the warrior says, and uh, I just wanted to read it to you so you could really understand why this interview makes the list. We have taken many footsteps to get this far. The Hulkamaniacs that made the sacrifice, and the warriors that follow me that fell like skeletons and made their sacrifices. They walk with us into this battle. Oh, I'm getting into it. <laughs> and we take all of those that believe in one purpose to do combat with those that believe they are the greatest. Okay, nothing really classic there. I mean, we've all heard that. He starts naming out the competitors. He says, you, power of glory, I remind you that we feed off such things. And you, Rick the Mono Martel, are no competition to the powers that we possess in Hulkamania and Warrior Wildness and Ariba Durche. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite part, the Ariba Durche. <laughs> As he says, Ariba Durche, poor Tito Santana, who's been stoked to be in this segment he's the guy he's like pumping his fist and smiling as soon as he says arima derche he's like you motherfucker <laughs> like <laughs> and not to mention jake that <laughs> arima derche has never been an official established world wrestling federation continuity group it's not like the hulkamaniacs or the canaanites or the millions right. of the millions and it's italian right <laughs> Correct. So, yeah, so. As you, so as much as you were Fuji Vice, you could tell I am with Ariba Derche. This is a favorite moment of mine. Um, I, you know, I don't want to put you on the spot, but given, given all that, what do you think? I think the, the Ariba Derche, it was close right there in uh, Tito's reaction. And him just randomly starting to rub Warrior's shoulders, too. 
almost yeah. got it for me. Like he does He's that. So into but it, uh, I'm you, he was stoked to be there. I, it's not fair. But I think I'm gonna have to go like um like you said and go with the um I'm gonna go Fuji Vice because I think it's um the historical um context <laughs> context I don't know if the start word but I'm gonna go with the historical value of Fuji Vice I feel like it's more well known and it's gonna give it a slight edge for me so sounds like you're, our brackets are divergent quickly you're you're <laughs> divergent alignment and the <laughs> one they never made. Yeah, you're right, though. I went Arriba Derche, and you went Fuji Vice. We'll come back to that uh, portion of the tournament in a little bit. The next first-round matchup, and this is where we start to see where the randomization really kind of, I think, stacks the deck one way. But we have the entire WrestleMania 7 instant replay debate, which is just a fucking legendary moment. I think, uh, I don't want to speak for you, but are you familiar with this? Which which one is this again? Repeat that because I want to make oh. sure I have this the right thing in my head. Sure, WrestleMania Seven instant replay debate with George Steinbrenner and Paul McGuire. Oh, okay. His name is or and yes. the Bushwhackers okay. and Vince McMahon saying inconclusive. <laughs> um, yes. Okay. Gotcha. Okay, which is not on Peacock, and that's going up against any instance you would prefer of Sable saying. Are you ready for the grind and making that pouty face with her lips? Oh, no. No, this is a blowout. No, Sable goes, the grind goes down. Okay, 100%. Yes. This is a blowout. They easily, this is their, um, the, um, they're sitting the starters in the second half with this yeah. one. The, uh, and so, yeah. Just, this is a one a seed versus like. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. When I saw it, I was like, no way. Not that anybody else is ever going to do this but us, but anybody that goes, because I could see Are You Ready for the Grind sneaking if it gets a better opponent? Because I just think, Are you right. ready for the grind? And she's so like, Oh, God. <laughs> it's yes. just so awkward. Uh, but that's what makes it so fabulous. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's shit showness. All right. All right. Of course. Are you ready for the next one? I'm ready. All right, this is a bit more evenly matched. Uh, the okay. first competitor I have to perform, okay? Forgive me. Okay. Three, two, one. Cowbell, 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 cowbell. Damn it, no! <laughs> so that, that was the Royal Rumble 92 countdown followed directly by a uh, buzzer and then the cowbells ringing and then Bobby the Brain Heenan saying, damn it, no. That's the okay. first that's the first opponent. And I don't Got know it. how the and, and this actually was moment versus moment. Do the luck of the draw. His the opponent. There is a lady in the bedroom. Oh man. Yeah. This is a tough one. This uh. was one I was not pleased to see get matched up through the Earth negative three dark multiverse <sighs> nonsense, but here we are. We mm. had to make a choice. This is real tough, because uh, hey, seriously, both kind of scratch the same itch too. Uh, every time you watch the Royal Rumble, you watch any Royal Rumble. I don't care if it's the one that just happened. They get to three to two, the one you can hear it every time the buzzer goes off in your head, right? You can hear right. the damn it and the cowbells. Right. That's my only argument. This, this, uh, this could be controversial, but I think. 
I think I'm gonna go with there's a lady in the. I mean, there's a man in the ladies' room. Wait, am I mixing hey. it up? No, I'm getting off. <laughs> get my wires crossed here. In the men's room. In the men's lounge. I think I'm gonna go that way just because I like a good. Because um, it's a dusty line, right? It is, yeah. From the oh, Benoit Sullivan yes. nonsense. Okay, that's a, yeah. I yeah, because I, I think I'm gonna give it a little extra points, even though it's not. Maybe I'm cheating here, but. Also, I kind of, in my mind, that's synonymous when he says, in a commode, and like him saying commode <laughs> is um, one of my favorite Dusty lines ever. So I for think sure. I'm going to go Dusty just for the, some Dusty love. I love some ridiculous, I have such a soft spot for ridiculous WCW Dusty on commentary. Like, even when he's being goofy or when he tries to be serious, because when he's serious, he's still kind of goofy, because he tries to be like, uses a bunch of like uh, SAT words, and it comes out um, funny. <laughs> Awesome. And I'm so happy you did because we're divergent again. I went with the buzzer, the cowbell, and damn it. So this is good. This is good. This is exactly what I wanted to see happen. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. I was interested to see how people would react to the list. So here we go. <laughs> this one is maybe a knockout, but maybe not. Depends when you grew up. So contestant number one. Right. Hey, how much does this guy weigh? Pick whichever one you want oh. or all of them. How much does this guy weigh? Versus any moment you would like to think of in your head, I guess, to give it the victory or the defeat of the big show, big boss man feud segments, including gems like, Paul Watt, you're a nasty bastard. Or big show surfing on his dad's casket. (laughs) Or the big boss man driving that a car from the Blues Brothers with the giant horn on it, yelling at Paul White. Paul mm. White, your daddy's dead. <laughs> These are some tough ones. I think I'm going to have to go by a, get the edge, I think, to Art O'Dono. Because that is yes. just... I feel like I could watch that on repeat. And there's just so many layers to it. Like, the whole... How much is this guy weigh? The whole performance with... You know, the commentary team slowly shunning him as the night goes on. There's, I think it, it wins over because it is like, maybe I'm a fan of the reality-based um, angles. But, you know, the fact that it's like you could see the real-life tension going there. And, like, you know, the Big Show thing, I guess it's more of an angle that they came up with. But just like the real-life tension of him being shunned by the commentary team. And just like it's such a... Not relatable, but like real life thing of just like an old man being, <laughs> you know, lost and, you, and then ostracized. So I'm I'm gonna give it to Art. Well, who would have thought that Savage would have been the one who held that olive branch out the longest too? <laughs> right. Gorilla has no time for it. Um, the big show, no. big boss man, pretty much basically made the list because sometimes my friends and I would randomly call one another a nasty bastard, and just because right. that that just caught on in my group of friends. Um, specifically, right. with Big the Show would have the uh, the big nasty bastard shirt. Uh, Big Show would have also. That's re- that is correct. All right, so <laughs> we were even on this one. We both went. How much does this guy weigh? Okay. All right. All right. Uh, moving right along, we're almost finished with the Western Conference or whatever you want to call it. Wow. Eastern Conference. Uh, wow. Burt Reynolds at WrestleMania 10. That's it. Versus. Okay. The moment from Raw where Sid drives into the frame in the car and Vince goes, Psycho, Sid! Oh. And he almost hits everybody. Oh. And, then, and then they add the... <laughs> during the video for International Incident. 
Easy, easy win for Sid here. Maybe I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but um, this was a no-brainer for me. Sid by long shot. I feel like Burt Reynolds did jack <laughs> shit at WrestleMania <laughs> 10. Besides, like, literally off. being there. Yeah, he, but he, the, the he Sid did. thing is... Yeah. Sid flying in, in like, a, a Lincoln Continental or where the hell he was driving. Anytime Sid is in a vehicle, I mean, that's going to be... You know, that's that's like a top three seed. It's it's unfortunate that they got matched together. I do agree. It's a landslide with Psycho Sid. Let's lock it in. Now, depending on where you go in the next matchup, the um, Sweet 16 might not be so sweet. It might be a little psycho. Ooh. First competitor. Oh. Five words. His name is Jeff Harvey. Versus... <laughs> From the 1992, either Wrestling Challenge or Superstars, I didn't bother to look it up. Sid destroying the barbershop and getting the shaving cream face. Oh, man. Mm. Uh, Have you seen the Sid shaving cream face lately? I don't know if you're around technology <sighs> and can Google it. It He looks like a I, clown. I can't. Let's... He looks like a clown. I'm, I'm going to have to look it up because it's... This could be the okay, um, Sid it's shaving like the, cream. It's this like could if the Joker, be a. It looks like if the Joker was a sex worker. And the, <sighs> okay, it's gonna be Sid with the shaving cream. <laughs> yeah. the, 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 the Jeff Harvey is is amazing, but it's kind of a one-off little thing. This is like, yeah, and, and, and Sid's I, gonna be tough to beat in this tournament. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, I gave it mainly to the shaving cream face, but the entire segment is a real winner. Um, I had forgotten all about it. Right. I think I heard Aaron wax poetic about it. Um, and I went to WrestleMania 8, so that shit holds up in my heart a little bit more. And then when I rewatched mm. it, I was just laughing my tits off. So Yeah. It's yeah. I think I think that's the right choice. Okay, Sorry, we did uh, not we did not diverge yeah. there. So the sweet sixteen is gonna be psycho. All right, let's let's okay. keep going. This next one is a little random and may test your fandom. Holy shit, that rhymed. I swear to God, I didn't plan that. Okay, here we go. <laughs> the Beach Blast 93 Masters of the Powerbomb versus WCW Superpowers movie. Mm. Versus the random episode of WWF Mania guest hosted by Jason Taruskin. Matt. <laughs> um. The uh, the WF Mania hosted by whoever you just said is going to be like my um, I'm trying to think of a random college. Gonzaga. <laughs> I, mean, I can see who's in. Yeah, no, no, like a uh, a team that would not be very high in the tournament. I'll go with my uh, alma mater, Nickel State University, <laughs> who <laughs> I don't think could ever uh, make the tournament. But that's going to be. Um, hey, my alma yeah, mater's yeah. playing right this second. I'm sorry, uh, right this second. I went to Wright State and they're playing right now. Let's check the score. Uh, I don't. Right. They're winning with seven minutes and fifty seconds left. I'm so sorry, but it, it was a moment to plug it. What else am I ever going to get a chance to talk that about that? I didn't really care about right. that much, but that's what I went to school too. Right. So, so I'm going. I'm going to pick the choice that was not <laughs> this random appearance on WWF Mania. I honestly forgot the first choice already, but I know it's not <laughs> going to be this random guest on <laughs> WWF Mania. Hey, wait, have you ever seen this kid with Todd Pettengale? They're dressed like they look like they're dressed like uh, they're, they're dressed like the Columbine shooters, which isn't funny. But like, oh but that's now. I just thought of that. That's not funny, and I'm not. But wait, that's a seminal moment in my actual growing up, which is really sad, and unfortunate. Not seminal being good, but just like a moment that stands out. And like, 
our cultural collectiveness, but they just have these long black right. dusters on. They look ridiculous. Um, I I had to scour the internet to find Jason Truskin and even a picture, even how to spell his name right. I can't, this episode is right. nowhere to be found. It's that rare. <laughs> the opponent was the Beach Blast '93 movie where they blow up Sting's boat and the okay, yes, dog yes. That, that's a classic. Yeah, that's an easy <laughs> one for for them. Maybe I, I guess the mania, not WrestleMania, but WWF mania moment is a little too obscure. Yes, it and, is. Uh, so I guess it lost points for me. So I'm going to go with the uh, the mini. Always some love for the WCW mini movies. Yeah, they're classics and all-timers. The Beach Blast 93 is not even, I don't know, the best one, but it's the one that I remember fondly uh, from the British Bulldog running in slow motion. I, however, went with guest host Jason Truskin because I, I it's it's a big thing for me, and I get that it's not for you. All right? <laughs> right. <laughs> I could I could guess by it being in the tournament that it must be. Because <laughs> uh, it certainly is not... It's certainly not one of the well-known moments in wrestling history. So, so you didn't he pick got, it for that reason. Got, so they, you had to send in a video to be a contestant. And this kid, right. he's got this acoustic guitar, and he's he's uh, playing Bret Hart's theme song. And he goes, vote for Jason, 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 vote for Jason, Jason, Jason. And uh, then he doesn't own an art impression. <laughs> and I, for years, thought this guy grew up to be Jason Sensation, the guy who's like, I am not a nugget, you know, during the, the Nation right. parody. But it's not, and I don't want to spend more time on it. Next round, <laughs> Yerpel <laughs> the Clown. All right. Okay. Versus, I got everything I ever wanted, and I'll never give that back. You know I hate X Factor, the X Factor theme song. I, I think I'm gonna go X Factor theme song for like sentimental value because it's one that I um, that I quote and sing often because of the absurdity of it. We, just that it has like a weird like auto tune, um, like Uncle Cracker going on I, there. I believe it, it, is it doesn't Uncle match the group. Yeah, it definitely is. I'm very familiar. This is like I said, this is one <laughs> I, that that connects with me. But it's um, it also weirdly like feel like doesn't match the group, <laughs> the vibe no. of the the stable at all. It just seems so random. So I'm gonna X Factor has a special place in my heart. That's, that's not to I'm mention, gonna. man, it's just a real song. Where they just press a button and it goes X Factor at random moments that don't even match. It's the greatest theme song in the history of our sport. All right. It's an easy win for X Factor, in my opinion, as well. All right. Now, judging, judging from your hate for WWF Mania, this one might not rank as high for you, but hear me out. All right. We're getting close to the end of the first round. We've got Stephanie Wyan, just period, just Stephanie Wyan, whatever you want. Any part of Stephanie Wine you want to remember, all right? The, and I'm meaning her performances <laughs> as an interviewer, okay? Right, right. Versus not the entire moment, just this sentence. So you can only decide based on any Stephanie moment or this sentence. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. why I kicked your leg right out of your leg. Oh, that. yeah, you, sorry, Steph. You're going, Steph's down. Down yeah, for the I count. Yeah, I agree. It all, was a bad... All time. Yes, it was a bad randomization because Stephanie never stood a chance. We are in alignment as well. All right, here we go. Real quick, I'm having these moments, real quick, where it's like, um, I'm hoping that similar moments get matched up because now I want to see the, uh, I kick my leg from my leg matched up against, I don't know if you're familiar when they're, 
I think it's when they're loading Brett into the ambulance. Is watch his leg, watch his knee, <laughs> watch his leg. It's just like one of my favorite things ever from a whole. <laughs> yes, I do. Know. Wow, I'm like I, nobody wants to just watch listen to me knee. on the other phone laugh. <laughs> oh, oh Jesus, what's next? Okay, oh, anyway. so damn uh, it! All right, are you ready for the next one? I'm ready. I'm ready. All right, I, this matchup, I'm pissed these guys got matched together, but that's the dark multiverse, man. All right, we've mm-hmm. got the moment where Tony Schiavone and Jesse the Body Ventura debate the legality of handguns in a pro wrestling contest as long as you're outside of the ring. Are you familiar with this moment? Very familiar, yes. Good. Versus right. the look on Todd Pettengale's face when he says, you won the house! <laughs> now, oh, man. That you won the house is an all-time, I hope nobody ever sees this moment if you're Todd Pettengale, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So you've, you've got the personal shame of him doing that versus an amazing Jesse and Tony moment. It's rough. Yeah. Yeah. Tough. I'm going to have to go tough draw for Todd, even though I love Todd so much. But that is a, that's a tough one. That's a tough, uh, tough seating, tough matchup for, for Todd. I feel like Todd could have gone further if not, but I mean the the gun on the outside. Of, well, what are you gonna do? You can shoot him. Is that okay? <laughs> as long as you're outside the ring. And like poor Tony has no idea how to respond. Like Jesse just completely backs him into a corner. Like what is he supposed to say? Uh, yeah, you could shoot him, Jesse. Like he just it's, completely railroads him. <laughs> it's a seminal moment for me too because it's one that was not a part of my lexicon until I started following the PTBN stuff way, way back when, God, it feels like eight or nine years ago, and I was just listening to this shit, so uh, it gets a bump there for me as well, but I do think, even without the sentimentality, it's a pretty clean sweep, at least on my end, it sounds like yours too, for the DQ debate, as mm-hmm. I, I called it. <laughs> All right. Right. I would agree. Yeah. All right, we're moving right along. We've got just a few more, well, more than I thought when I said it earlier, but not too many. All right, here we go. We'll go quicker. All right. Uh, next ra- mm-hmm. Next match, a couple of quotes. Every time Judy Bagwell is on a forklift in that outfit yelling, come on, Mark, come on, Mark. (laughs) Okay. Versus Pat Patterson, I'm not going to introduce a bum. (laughs) Um, It's fairly even. It's a pretty even matchup, but I think I'm going to give the edge to Pat because I have a soft spot for the, um, uh uh-huh, yeah, go ahead. Do you have? Do you know what Judy Bagwell is wearing as she's yelling, "Come on, Mark!" Is this the? I feel like all any mental image I have of Judy Bagwell, she's always wearing like a purple like muumuu, which I don't know if she ever wore, <laughs> but I'm not sure if you're familiar with muumuus. But uh, so her grandmother in, wore them. Oh, I'm familiar. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm familiar. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. These, uh, it's her Sunday best for sure. Mark took her to Sears and bought it for. Uh, yeah. Um, but hey, I, I obviously I host WCW Must Die, which covers the death of WCW, so I'm a huge mark for that, and I don't even know that I picked it. Right. No, I went with Patterson too. So what am I even arguing for? You want to go with Patterson? I'm gonna go with Patterson. I love Patterson. Anything he says, the accent gets me. All right. Man, this is a crazy one, at least to me. This one did this one was my tournament. Yeah, we'll get there. All right, here we go. Ariba McIntyre from WrestleMania 8. 
versus not the intro itself, not the voice, but the saxophone that plays in the background when they say, the mega powers explode! <laughs> Basically, the WrestleMania 5 saxophone theme music, but specifically the mega powers explode moment and that like little solo that it does until it stops doing it. Okay, so we got mega powers versus. I have to make sure I'm recapping these in my head because I'm so focused sometimes when you're saying them or like visualizing them that I forget the first one that we said. So it's like, okay, what was the first one again? So we got Mega Powers um, saxophone versus oh, Arriba. Bo- uh, yeah, Bo- yeah, Boy Katina's sister okay. really built one out and Arriba McIntyre. Yeah, Arriba McIntyre. Right. I, yeah, that's going to be mine. That's an all-time, like of many, many great Bobbyisms. That's like, that's one of my favorite ones ever. It's It's so good. Um, it's a tough draw because I like the uh, the Mega Powers saxophone, but that I have a, a quite a space in my heart for the Arriba sure. McIntyre. Such a great the, Bobby line. <laughs> this might be the greatest divergence. Now, this doesn't make me special or anything, but I went to eight. I w- wore that mm-hmm. tape out. I, I dubbed it from the video store the first day it came out incessantly because I'd never seen it. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, I don't mm-hmm. know, but uh, so it's a but. I went with the set, dude. I mean, obviously, this whole tournament comes from my mind. Obviously, that mega power saxophone is pretty <laughs> big for me. I think right. it also worked itself into the No Holds Barred soundtrack, which I don't know has ever been released. But uh-huh. can you imagine putting on those tunes and like having yourself a Saturday? Right. Just the fucking <laughs> Jim Justice saxophone. Sultry, <laughs> mm-hmm. right. yeah. It is, it is. All right, so I went with the Mega Powers. All right, here we go. Next matchup. Wow, I forgot about this one. This is insane draw. We have Rocco, the Legion of Doom marionette, versus, look at the adjective, play. Oh. Yeah, this is too, this is like Sophie's Choice. Right, but I think I'm gonna go with the um, I'm gonna go with uh, Big Kev on this one. Iconic yeah. moment, iconic uh, like like botch moment, uh, which is incredible. I think <laughs> yes. it stands out too because he's like such a guy who like prides himself on like not do, like yes. almost like making making fun of other people who do stupid shit like that. And so just the fact that this one moment for Kevin Nash is like, I think, is it like in the Botchamania Open, I want to say, or something like that? It should be. It's an all-time moment because it's, you know why it's an all-time moment? Because even though there's the botch, it still works. The botch is great because, like you just eloquently put, it's Nash. But it's an all-time important moment in, like, the narrative of, you know, like, the story of WCW. Like, the concept, the angle from a business and just from, like, an angle. So it's... I don't know how it loses to anything. We'll see. Right. Yeah. I'm going to go with that for sure. All right. This next one might be pretty cut and dry. Good night versus put that cigarette out. Uh, Cigarette. Easy. Yep. Easy cigarette. Done deal. Yep. Done deal. All right. Next. We have. Man, this might tear your soul apart. The mm. outfits that the WCW Hog Wild 96 announced team wear. Oh, man. Okay. Versus 
Bret Hart saying the SummerSlam. Oh my goodness. Uh, this is the selfish choice. The true <laughs> selfish choice here. Uh, you know, <laughs> as much as it pains me. But, yeah. The, but yeah, I, I know the whole deal. I can I can see the, the, the still shot of them in the denim. It's just etched into my brain. Dusty with the frayed cutoff yeah. shorts. It's <laughs> all incredible. But uh, I think because I'm trying to find like an edge here of, you know, because we're getting down to the nitty gritty now. I think yep. like thing, it's getting a little tougher at times. But right. I think I'm going to go with the, the SummerSlam just for how much it's woven itself into my own speaking about anything like the anything everything is the whatever now and i think if it's if it's invaded my life that much i feel like it's got to get the edge tough so perfectly put though but definitely that's the argument it's a part of the lexicon around here you know what i mean like it's just the it's known so i'm with you i too went with the SummerSlam. all right uh, I wish the last first round matchup was was a little bit not so one sided because you know end with a bang on the first round and everything, but mm. it's the way the luck of the draw, just like the Royal Rumble. We've got Cowboy Bill Watts saying let's hook him up because you know that he just thought he was so fucking tough when he said let's hook him up. I don't know if you are ninety two WCW aficionado like I claim to be. Yeah, yeah, but, no, I I, okay. I know the hook him up. Um. Just knowing that he's a big piece of shit and you know that he was a dick to all the independent contractors, just him trying to put himself mm-hmm. over just ooh, burns. I hate it so much, but that's that's why it's fabulousness, though. Versus, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't think this is going to take much, Steve Allen in the acoustic environment with the Bolsheviks. Or Steve, oh, did, yeah. I say, I think... did I say Steve Austin? No, you said Steve Allen, but maybe okay. he had... 316 on the brain. It is 316. Yeah, I mean, this was a no-brainer. Like, this, if I was ranking these numerically, I, I don't know how Steve Allen doesn't end up at least the number one seat. Right. I would say, um, while we're in this Bill Watts moment, there's a, um, I don't know if you've seen as a, I don't know if this is 92, but I feel like he was only around in 92. He, he didn't have a long run in the 90s WCW, but there's like this promo he cuts on Saturday night where you know they would do like the uh, Bill Watts like commissioner update, and it was um, when Jake Roberts was there, and they're talking about the snake, and you know like Bill Watts almost like sometimes to a fault has to make everything seem legitimate, so he goes on this like yes. three minute like tirade about about the <laughs> snake. No, we do not know if the snake has been devenomized, but we we know that the reptile will not be allowed on the premises of the uh, sports uh, acumen that we have. A, you know, like he goes on this very serious, like like um, you know, like legal argument about Jake Roberts not having the snake. So that's the the Bill Watts moment that always sticks out to me from WCW. Everything he says sounds like the end of a drug commercial. Make our hair right. like he's like we don't know everything here in the Alabama sports complex in Greater Cincinnati uh, drug mart parking lot right. is hoping for pinfalls in this match with Cactus Jack. <laughs> he's just right. He's very loves the rules. That guy. He he does. It's got to make sense. Well, hey, that's the end of the. You went with Steve Allen, right? Though. Yes, yes, for sure. All right. So we'll go, we'll head back to the top because, you know, we've got to do it's the Sweet 16. We'll go back. So th- this is going to get a lot harder. We're going to go a little quicker because we all, we know the contestants now. All right. So, right, right. 
for me, it was Arriba Derche versus the instant replay debate. For you, it's the WrestleMania 7 instant replay debate versus Fuji Vice. Mm, I think I think I'm gonna go with Fuji Vice. I think Whoa. in the spirit of the I think I'm right. I'm trying to think of the spirit of the tournament. And I feel For like sure. Fuji Vice is almost like ahead of its time as far as like goofy wrestling bullshit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like there's been a lot of stuff after it, but I feel like it gets some, I feel like it deserves some credit for the time frame because obviously there's been a ton of like semi self-aware kind of goofy shit that's happened, but this was like early on. This is like in the, the mid eighties or whatever, when to just do like a full fledged parody of like TV shows is kind of, I don't know. I think that's worth something. If, if I'm understanding the spirit of the tournament, I feel like that's worth something. Absolutely. And and not to mention, it's it's all based on what you love and what tickles you harder. I I love your argument for Fuji Vice. You've actually sold me on it, but I can't go against my heart, which is the instant replay moment. It's like sometimes my brother and I would just be talking about nothing and I'd be like, wait, are you saying it's inconclusive? So like it gets a little <laughs> buff from childhoodness. So but right. I had to go with – I went with the seven instant replay. So our elite eights are getting Divergence. If right. anyone rents or, like, buys Divergent after listening to this podcast, we should get, like, a nickel. <laughs> right. Sure. For using the word Divergent. Absolutely. Well, I'm sure that Lionsgate trademarked it, so they probably own right. it. All right. right. Next up for you, we have – oh, Jake. Actually, it's for both of us. How are we going to... Mm. No, wait, no, it's different. Yours is, there's a lady in the men's room versus, how much does this guy weigh? Oh, my goodness. See, this is tough, too, because these kind of scratch... I said it before, I think for another matchup, but they kind of scratch the same itch. Yep. Like, I think I'm going to have to go Ardo Dono because, to me, they're almost equal as far as, like, the entertainment factor and the ridiculousness. It's both someone on commentary being ridiculous. But I think, um, as I've used as the edge for some of these, I think the Ardo Dono has a little more staying power. I think it is more widely quoted, kind of using the Brett, you know, the SummerSlam thing. So I think I'm going to give it to Art. What I love about this experiment in the dark multiverse is I love your argument and you've sold me. So there's a planet out there where I agree with you, but I had how much does this guy weigh against the buzzer, the cowbell, and the damn it from the Rumble 92, and mm. I went with the buzzer. So we have a completely mm. different Elite Eight matchup that we'll tackle uh, coming up soon. It's the battle okay. of the SIDs. Psycho SID or Shaving Cream SID? Mm. Remember how his curly hair jiggles in the back when the car makes it back to the trash can, even in slow motion. I think I'm going to have to go the car. Like I said, Sid plus vehicle. Equal. This was the other one we said earlier that I was hoping if like WWF Sid in the car could be matched up against um, Sid from WCW <laughs> with the uh, going after the car with the, uh, what does he say? Like when he runs at the car. Lot, lot I, seven. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? But he's like, where's my car? Yeah, yeah. That like anything with Sid to do with a vehicle is just it's golden. So I'm gonna go with Sid in the car. And that could be more of my um my uh my bias as far as being younger and being more in tune with like the 
the mid nineties WWF is more the stuff of my youth as opposed to the early nineties stuff. So that could be shining through her too. Hey, I we're it's a great point. Like, but I went with Psycho Sid even having mm-hmm. the shaving cream glove. Like the Psycho Sid is just and it gets even better because when they do show it in that international incident replay, it's a recording. So they add the you know, you've got <laughs> right. you've got that in the in the video package. And then when it happened live, it was still there. So you got Jim Cornette being like, oh my god, it's like Ozan. <laughs> right. So yeah, that one for me too. Next up, we've got um the Beach Blast 93 Masters of the Power Bomb movie with Davy Boy Smith in the ocean versus I got everything I ever wanted. The X Factor mm. theme. I think I'm going to go with the um, the mini movie because there's more to it. There's Ooh. the X Factor thing. I think it is good for like a a good quick laugh, but the the amount <laughs> the amount you can pull from the mini movie is uh, incredible. All those are great. That would be a, a fun little mini tournament. I mean, I don't know if there's really enough to. Maybe I, you I could do like every yeah, every was... ri- every ridiculous. Maybe if you expand it's like every ridiculous early '90s WCW segment, like the mini movies, Lost in Cleveland, all that. Spin the wheel, make the deal, White Castle of Fear. Yeah, right, right. there's there's a whole world there. That's like a cinematic universe in itself. Jesus. Um, the the Cheatham cinematic universe. That's right, the CCU baby. <laughs> <laughs> I had. Jason Taruskin versus X Factor. So I had a completely divergent battle. <laughs> God damn it, where's my nickel? Uh, I went with the X Factor theme song. When it's those two, would mm. you have gone with the X Factor? Yeah, I think so. I think you made so the right choice. And this is the spirit of the multiverse, man. They, these tournaments exist simultaneously without hurting the other. That's the fun part of this type of stuff. So that's why I like it. All right, let me make sure I press the right button so I can track yours. Too many buttons. <laughs> All right, here we go. Next up, we've got the disqualification debate between Tony and Jesse versus the sentence only. That's why I kicked your leg right out of your leg. Mm. Uh, you know, I think I'm going to go with the, the DQ argument. Whoa. Again, a little more. Li- little more history to it. I do like the ridiculousness, but maybe this is my bias of I think I prefer the my more the the ridiculous old moment I like more is the uh the like watch his knee. So maybe that's <laughs> if it was if it was watch his knee, I don't even know if I, that might win the tournament for me. Watch his knee. Dude watch his I knee. Have, I haven't thought of that in years and you've popped me twice tonight by two the impression of <laughs> it's such a good thing. You have to go watch the, it. He has a flat top, right? <laughs> I'm thinking like after Austin's beat him up. Yeah. Watch his knee. So, you know what I just remembered that didn't make the tournament that might like be Mm -hmm. a protest? Like, they're outside the arena protesting is the moment where Owen and British Bulldog look at the camera at Revenge of the Taker after they beat up Austin in the bathroom. Are you familiar with this? Mm, I think so. Okay. (laughs) It's, yes, it's, I think I yeah. Okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yes, I okay. do. <laughs> They're on the outside looking in, like, fuck you, Jason Taruskin. How'd you make the tournament? <laughs> Next year, baby. <laughs> Next time. We'll give it the old roadie. Next time, baby. Yeah. American right. bias. <laughs> um, <laughs> we've got I'm not gonna introduce a bum versus 
boy, can Tino's sister really belt one out. But for me, it's I'm not going to introduce a bum versus the mega power saxophone. I'm going. Um, I'm going to Reba. Boy, can okay. she belt one out? I'm going to Reba. Fitting mm-hmm. because I went with saxophone, which defeated a Reba in the first round for me. Mm. All right. Oh, oh, oh man. Mm. Well, I don't. I don't know about Sophie's choice. We did that gag twice already. <laughs> Here's another tough one. Any other choices out there? Uh, the choice of a new generation: Coke, Pepsi, whatever. Here we go. Put that cigarette out. Versus, look at the adjective, play. Mm. I think I am going to go with another a good matchup because both kind of spont- spontaneous moments, I think. So they kind of yep. match here. I think I'm going to go with the cigarette because Whoa. of just... I think I'm going to go with the cigarette for Gene, just like, like how good he was. Because I think the... The Nash thing is like a mistake, so I feel like it's kind of easier for that to be funny because it's a mistake. I feel like this putting the cigarette out thing is almost equally as good, but it's like like Gene trying to be funny and like just completely nailing it and like being <laughs> looking so like um, sincere when he does it. Like you completely buy that he's put, which maybe he was. You so know what? It maybe it was be- bad. So. It might be his greatest moment as like a reporter, like trying to keep the integrity of the historic moment. Like, I'm reporting right. the news, damn it. Then when the thing fell and he said, fuck it. <laughs> that also. Yes. But I'm going to go to Gene. I'm, go, I'm going with Jane. Okay. Yeah. It was neck and neck. Uh, but I went with look at the adjective. Um, that holds a little bit more weight with me because I love to do the Kevin mm-hmm. Nash impression on WCW Must Have. Okay. I can do it. All right. Final Sweet 16 matchup. I don't know how anybody's a winner here or how anybody's a loser here. We're all winners just for knowing them. The SummerSlam versus Perestroika and Glasnost. We love you the utmost. And how is your sister tonight? Boom, boom. Steve mm. Allen with the Bolsheviks. Mm. <laughs> I think this could be controversial. But I think I'm going to go with the summer. It's... Well, a lot of these, I think it comes down to like how it's how what impact it has on you. And I think again, I do think some of my my not being around for like the '80s stuff and seeing it secondhand is more sure um, maybe is bleeding through. But I, the SummerSlam is going to be hard to beat for me. We'll see what it gets matched up with. But I, I'm going to go <laughs> the SummerSlam again. The SummerSlam. It's. I feel like a broken record at this point. Uh, WrestleMania six was my first, like it was a lot of people's. Even as a kid, I I dug that Steve Allen moment. I thought it was funny. Like I was, I didn't know Steve Allen from fucking Steve Martin, but it's like this guy's mm-hmm. fucking great. He's doing this shtick. Steve Allen's probably the first person I ever heard say shtick. So you know, but uh, it was it was Steve Allen for me, and that's one. All right. Yeah. So March Madness, March Fabulousness. It's the Elite Eight. For you, match one, Fuji Vice versus how much does this guy weigh? Um, all right, I've I've ridden Fuji Vice all the way up to this point. <laughs> I think oh, this but the the Cinderella story ends here for Fuji Vice. I think how much does this guy weigh? 
You can tell that I'm really into when people just say like one dumb line. That seems to be like what keeps prevailing is like one off ridiculous lines. What I love is that I've started buying into your tournament journey because I've looked at my tournament. Like, I did this like a month ago, so I'm totally more into your journey than I am my own. So I too was pulling right. for how much does this guy weigh. Right. And I'm glad that you it went was, with this. I think Fuji Vice over for perform, but it's like um, it's like that Cinderella team. They get to like the Elite Eight or whatever, and then you know, sadly, it ends. But they had it's a good a, run. Yeah, Fuji Vice had a good run. Yeah, it's that movie that inspires a lot of greatness, but maybe it's just not the. It's you know, it it, it gets credit for that, but it was done better later. You know. No doubt. No doubt. So just to recap, me, I had the WrestleMania 7 instant, no, yeah, instant replay debate versus the buzzer, the cowbell, and damn it, which is much like you, sir, where my Cinderella story ends for the buzzer and the cowbell, which is super random, uh, and the instant replay debate with Steinbrenner gets to the next round. All right, here we go. Mm -hmm. Ooh, both. So aside from the first round, Jake, you have created a world where in the Sweet 16, it was Sid versus Sid. And here in the Elite Eight, you've got Sid versus Sid as well. You've got the Beach Blast 93 mini-movie with Vader, Sid, Bulldog, and Sting versus Psycho Sid with the car. I think I will go... I don't know if this is fair, but I think I'm going to go Sid because, like I said earlier... I don't think it's my favorite WCW mini movie. Like I'd probably have White Castle of Fear above it. Okay. So on that, I think in when you're doing anything that involves like ri ridiculousness, kind of or um, you know fabulousness and all this, kind of <laughs> the, the abs abs absurd side of uh, wrestling. I think Sid, he's um, you know he's one of the top guys in that department. So I'm gonna give a slight edge to Sid here. Tough matchup. This one might have this this game might have went into overtime. <laughs> so now that we're deep into the tournament of fabulousness and you had no idea what to expect, could you would you say that this might be the thing that like wrestling purists fear the most? People actively discussing this fabulous and these fabulous moments. It may be, yeah. Um, it could be. <laughs> All right. <Yeah>. So <laughs> Our final four is a little bit. Might be their white castle, white castle of fear. <laughs> this tournament. Oh, man. All right. It's the bottom half of the Elite Eight. For me, let's do me first. It was, that's why I kicked your leg right out of your leg. Versus the Mega Powers Explode saxophone music. Um. Wait. No, shit. I didn't do my Sid one. I'm sorry. I messed it. Hey, Come we made it this long without me reading the tournament bracket incorrectly. I'm so excited. Your Cinderella uh, run has ended. <laughs> it's, it's, well, for me, it was, it was Psycho Sid, much like you, versus the X-Factor theme song. Okay. And joining in the final four is the X-Factor theme song. So X-Factor theme song is, was so big to me that it's made my final four, beating out Psycho Sid. I, I, JT is going to hate it if he, if he ever hears it, but that's a big one for him. It's a big one for me too, but it's over. Sid is out. Wow. All right. Yeah, it's, it's wow. All right. Doggy dog see. world in this tournament. Now we're at the bottom. Uh, it is doggy dog. We're at the bottom of the elite eight. For you, we've got the DQ debate between Jesse and Tony versus 
Boy, Katito's sister really felt one out. <sighs> okay. This is neither one of these are a Cinderella. Right. I think these are all worthy. Right, right. This is. Yeah, this is where. Yeah, I feel like this is the top seeds. You know, we might have had a few, a couple underdogs make a run, but now we get the heavy hitters. Yeah. Oh, I, I think I'm going to go the DQ debate because <laughs> I just love the chem. Like to me, it's like for me an ode to the chemistry of Jesse and Tony. Are just so good together in WCW and in WWF in the brief time that are together. So I think I'm going to go with that. And it's just such an iconic and, you know, kind of an amazing, like, Mike, like a little microcosm of like, you know, like face announcers defending anything the face does. And he just yes. blows it up all in that moment. So he's really like turning the entire, like, you know, conceit of wrestling on its head by <laughs> calling out the face for cheating. So it's all that is incredible. He flips the script, man. It's a great moment. I'm glad to see it get this far. You know, the tournament. See, and that's what I loved about this, too, is that every time I press, like, if I would have pressed randomization button one more time, I mean, who knows what would have made it to the end. You know what I mean? Right. Which is right. a perfect example. My Elite Eight was That's Why I Kick Your Leg Right Out of Your Leg versus the Mega Powers. Saxophone music, for God's sakes. And it's just the fucking draw of the tournament, man. For me, we've got, like, an eight seed in the final four with the Mega Powers Explode saxophone. Right. All right, the so final elite, the final elite eight moment <laughs> we've got for uh-huh. you. Put that cigarette out versus the SummerSlam. We might uh, have an early peak of the finals right here. This is one where I have to look into the only I can only go with an emotional pick because it's the only way I can make this. And you know what? I'm going to have to go with the SummerSlam. Wow. I have to. I have to. The SummerSlam makes the final four. I love it. Uh, On my Elite Eight, I had look at the adjective play versus Steve Allen. As you can probably tell from my journey, this was it. This was like, Mm -hmm. to me, either one of these was going to win in my head when this journey started. Okay. So this was, in a way, what the the finals, if I would have had free reign to book it, would have booked it. And in the end, Steve Allen gets the edge, man. The adjective. Mm. Look at the adjective. Eliminated. (laughs) Am I right? (laughs) Right. What do you mean? That's not (laughs) it? (laughs) What? Shut up. No, I shouldn't do. I I love Kevin Nash. I would rather not do that impression with anyone else. So I'm not trying to kick the guy when he's down. I want to make that clear. Right. All right. So okay. we have two very different final fours. If this was the office pool, neither one of us, well, one of us had probably been eliminated a long time ago based on some of our divergent picks. But we've got on my end the WrestleMania 7 instant replay debate versus the X Factor theme. And in the other contest, we've got Steve Allen at WrestleMania 6 versus the Mega Power Saxophone. All right. Let me set up my finals because they're so different from yours. I'll breeze through it quick. I've got the instant replay debate over the X Factor theme. I've got this this my Cinderella story ending. Steve Allen beating the Mega Powers. It's a WrestleMania main event. WrestleMania seven versus six. So that's what we've got to look forward to on my end. Jake, are you ready for your final four? I'm ready. I just want to. Um... <laughs> 
I found it incredible that the X Factor theme song made the final four. That's <laughs> a, quite a. <laughs> so, so listen, what does this tell you about me as a fan? Because look, this is kind of a, I, I'm making this up. This is a psychological experiment. Let's look at my final four and then yours from like a psychiatrist perspective, like from a analyzing perspective. Okay. I've got two long form segments from early WrestleManias, six and seven. I, that, okay, that kind of describes my fandom versus the fucking X Factor theme song, which me and my buddies used to sing all the time when we were in high school. So I've got that Attitude Era fandom going on versus the, the mm. fucking saxophone that plays in, <laughs> in the intro to <laughs> WrestleMania 5. So I've got two music things, which are both obscure and based on personal enjoyment. You, my friend, have four talking moments. Totally, like, <laughs> like yours are all like quotes. <laughs> One stupid line. All of them are just dumb lines. But that's what's so fabulous about this. In the dark multiverse, yes. you know, your fears are brought to life on these planets, these Earths that are infinite. I got to tie it back in right. the show theme, man. That, you know, I just stole it from Doctor Strange and Marvel just to be funny. And now I got, I'm stuck with it. So. <laughs> the opening of WrestleMania 6. You know, one of your. You got that? that? That's right. All right. So let's do your final four. Let's see where the chips fall okay how much does this guy weigh psycho sit this is the ultimate challenge for you this is your ultimate challenge <laughs> right this is my the stars aligning the constellations uh, <laughs> the galaxies of space how much does that guy weigh 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 versus <laughs> Psycho, sit, 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 sit. You know, that's the echo uh, of the <laughs> The constellations of Arno Tano and fucking the Lincoln that sits trying. <laughs> I'm going to go, you know, I think I'm actually going to go art because <laughs> I think there are, I think there are Sid moments that I like better. I like the Psycho Sid one, but I want to make sure I'm not. I'm not giving all credit to like every Sid line that I like. Like uh, there's one, um, I think it's after the War Games that I want that '91 one or something where he goes, um, the the camera zoomed into and just goes, I'm getting sick and tired of this crap. <laughs> Which is a great Sid line, but anyway, um, I'm gonna go with Art Odano. This is a, uh, I, I feel like I know where my fi my final is going. <laughs> I'm starting to see the so, uh, I'm starting to see the pieces fall. I think I know where I'm what's about to happen. So the other matchup, the DQ debate, which we've covered ad nauseum, versus the Silver Slam. What's it gonna be? I think the because I have to book this, it makes the the most sense as the final. I'm gonna go with the Summer Slam. So which is gonna leave me with the Summer Slam versus how much does this guy weigh? And I've got the, this is great. We've got classic one line, stupid things that people said versus, and on my end, we've got two all time, like uh, rotten, I was going to say rock and wrestling because I'm an idiot. Like, you know, old school, early gen, federation era, long form sketches. Right, right. Right. Um, now, I, I mentioned when we started this, like what was only an hour ago, surprisingly. So my editor is going to be excited, but. It feels like forever ago based on this journey that we've been on, okay? First of all, before we do the finals, is there anything – because, you know, everybody wants to hear who wins. Is there anything you'd like to right. plug? Al Wilson's um, penis, of course perhaps. You, 
Right, right. Um, well, he's plugging that himself. Uh, <laughs> you could hear me on the Ruthlessly Aggressive podcast talking about 45% about Al Wilson and Dawn Marie and their whole saga. But no, I cover week to week the uh, Ruthless Aggression era of WWE. I just got to 2003. I'm on the road to WrestleMania 19. Things are, it's, um, there's always something new that I don't realize is on the horizon that that's cropping up. I'm starting to get rapper John Cena. Um, yeah, we're in Triple H, uh, big pop of pump territory. That's going down. A lot is happening on the Ruthlessly Aggressive podcast. Check it out. I have a new guest every week. Uh, Johnny, you've been on it before. It's a lot of fun to talk to different people about this era. And um, yeah, that's the main thing going on on the uh, North-South Connection. I am super excited to follow because the last episode I listened to, which was just today, was the Al Wilson, Al Wilson Don Marie wedding. The ascension mm-hmm. of Cena as a screen as a character getting screen time. I want to follow this trajectory to WrestleMania, it where is. he. Everybody complains about Triple H and Booker T at WrestleMania. I know Booker right. T didn't really get a, a makeup moment the next year and the year after that, so it may not be an exact comparison. But like Cena should have done something at Mania. He was. This was a hot streak for him, and I'm excited to hear right. what how it goes down and why he doesn't end up doing anything. Yeah, he ascends quickly. Like they clearly made a conscious decision to like insert him more into the show after the, the rapper character kind of started asserting like uh, catching on. Definitely. So yeah, that's just one of the many great fantastic shows. Uh, you know, I think I plugged WCW Must Die earlier shamelessly, but lots of great evergreen content. We're coming up to WrestleMania. Because this is part of the the March Madness Spectacular, which is something I just invented, so don't sue me. (laughs) Uh, With this March Fabulous Tournament, it will be airing before Mania, so we're having all kinds of stuff for Mania. I know we're doing a planning a big WrestleMania preview podcast, and there'll be you know viewers' choice afterwards and all that stuff. So stay tuned for that. I just found out. Why did I didn't just find out? Because I booked it like two years ago, but I guess I just came to the realization that I'm going to be on vacation. So I don't know. Oh wow. I don't know what's going on. Me and the fam, damn, uh, you know, uh, I'll be, uh, you know, I'll be in the air during night, during most of uh, the start of night two, but nobody cares about my problems. Just listen to anything, <laughs> subscribe, write a review. Um, Cause it's, 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 there's so much content better than this. Although I would argue I haven't had this much fun <laughs> since earlier today. So there you go. All right. Very so well. I, I did not, choose a winner on my end um would you like to work through just give me if you had to make a choice between six and seven the steve allen with the bolsheviks versus the wrestlemania seven instant replay which i don't know did that hold a place for you like how do you feel about my matchup yeah the steve allen thing is definitely fresher in my head the instant replay like i'm familiar with it but it's not one that i've seen um as many times, I feel like. Like, it's not as in my head. I know what you're talking about, but the, the Steve Allen one would probably take it just out of um, familiar, familiar. I'm trying to say this word. Familiarity. Familiarity. Yeah. So. <laughs> familiarity is fucking awesome. <laughs> the adjective. Familiarity. <laughs> Look at the adjective. <laughs> fucking. <laughs> oh, that actually was the adjective. Right. <laughs> All right, that was little Nikki as Kevin Nash, um, I guess. So I'm with you on the Steve Allen thing maybe being a better moment. I decided, mm-hmm. though, throughout kind of reliving this tournament, as I've done ad nauseum, and I'm glad to see go, uh, the instant <laughs> replay moment 
is not available on Peacock, which to me, if you're like a collector, it makes it more valuable, which makes it right. more fabulousness, which means the first, the, the Johnny C variant tournament, the divergence <laughs> goes to the WrestleMania 7 instant replay debate moderated by Vince McMahon between the dude from NBC and George Steinbrenner. Inconclusive, inconclusive my eye. All right, now, right. On, on the other end, we've got the SummerSlam sneaking into the finals against a much worthy opponent. How much does this guy weigh? How does one even begin to decide? Here's my question. Uh, I, I don't know that I even know. Okay, I know. Like, we all know Bret Hart says Dual SummerSlam. But can you pin down that quote to the exact, like, first time it happened? Was it, like, at SummerSlam 91, build up to SummerSlam 88? <laughs> I don't really know. It just lives in infamy. Right. I honestly don't know either. I have no clue. <laughs> I know it's like, <laughs> you're in the ballpark. I know that, but I don't even. It's got to be one of the. Like, I want to say it's. Yeah, I, I want to say it's, I want to say it's 91, maybe. I want to, I feel like he's um, a singles wrestler for sure by the time. I feel like, like he's on he his, was, I think it's the perfect one. I could be wrong though. I'm so not very good at trivia. He, he never fights either one of these guys at SummerSlam, but I could hear him saying it to either the Mountie at the SummerSlam or Ducka Beckers. <laughs> the way the he said, we're, gonna, we're gonna take on the Quebecers at the Royal Rumble with my brother Owen. Uh, I love Canada. I really do. I I just love doing Bret Hart impressions, even though it's awful. Um, but we know, like, I would say, how much does this guy weigh in the saga of Ardo Dono is aside from Owen going King of Hearts, King of Hearts. King of Hearts, which I say lovingly because I think it's hilarious how many times he repeats himself. Uh, that's the reason to watch King of the Ring 94. It's like a drinking game. It's like a theme show in that way. But it's your contest, yes. sir. I don't want to influence. That's just my input. You know, I think if I'm going to follow my, my thinking throughout this entire tournament, it would only make sense that the winner would be something where it's literally just a single word tacked on to a completely ordinary thing. <laughs> so I think we are going to make the SummerSlam <laughs> the champion. The best there ever was. The best there ever will be as far as ranking random moments in a um, tournament style on a podcast. I can't argue with the logic, man, because when you really break down all the things that made the fabulousness list, the adjective, the grind, Fuji Vice, it's just a normal wrestling word, SummerSlam, with the in front of it. I can't argue against <laughs> right. it. Right. I can't. Uh... I think, and I like how we carved out two completely different paths in this niche mm -hmm. event, greatest in the history of our podcast, that is the, the greatest tournament oh. in, in the history of Johnny C and the Multiverse of Fabulousness. Would you agree? Oh, 100%. The, the multiverse. The multiverse. <laughs> the multiverse of the fabulousness. Um, so now that this is over, um, did you anticipate, just quickly, just your thoughts. Overall thoughts on the tournament. Were you surprised? Did it, did it hit the right spot? 
Uh, was it was it what you were expecting or beyond your wildest dreams? I think it was, you know, I think it fell pretty much into what I was thinking. I was proud of myself that I knew going into it, I was worried that I wouldn't be familiar with some of the moments, but I felt like most of them I had a pretty idea of, so I could fairly um, judge the two. But I feel like it was, you know, I was expecting it to be, yeah, it was, honestly, it was kind of what I expected. I figured it would kind of be some obscure moments that uh, touch on the, um, the, uh, the outskirts of maybe the normal, what you would think like a match tournament or something like that. Everything. I also liked how minute it got to like the, uh, <laughs> like in yours, the, the trumpet sound from yes. WrestleMania, Literally which is just like a, a snippet. <laughs> right. Just a, <laughs> so, yes. I, I enjoyed it for that. I enjoyed it for the, the, the minimalism of some of the uh, moments. You know what though? I think that, and I don't want to wax philosophical. It was just to be stupid. But it's kind of fun to think how, even though it's the little trumpet sound on this earth and on your earth, it's just the, but it's really our fandom. <laughs> and, and, and shit we gravitated to. And uh, hopefully stuff that puts a smile on your face, for goodness sakes. Um, you know, it was a fun journey. For our first time with a guest, Jacob, maybe if I can uh, come up with something crazy, you'll come back and see us. Uh, maybe for the second annual tournament of fabulousness. Lord knows if we don't get canceled, oh. we'll be back with that as well. Oh, it could be like my annual gimmick. There you go. Um, I guess we'll March leave it to the, we'll leave it to the people <laughs> to decide. I don't know if it'll ever get made into a movie, but if it does, I hope it's directed by Zack Snyder. We've got WrestleMania 7 Instant Replay v the SummerSlam, Dawn of Fabulousness. Oh, At least the Snyder cut. That's right. Of, of this. That's either gonna that's either <laughs> gonna make everybody turn us off. You know, I'm one of the rare. It, it wouldn't be fabulous if I didn't at least mention a comic book. Well, I guess I did a lot earlier with the whole dark multiverse thing, which is where Ryan Gray turned the show off. By the way, Johnny, I just don't get this <laughs> dark multiverse. He, Johnny, you <laughs> I barely bought dark. one multiverse. <laughs> what, what's the dark multiverse? That was a little too like. I don't know what that was yeah. at the end. That was a little too, oh, please, uh, may I have some more? Yeah. That was a Dickensian and Ryan Gray. Yeah, I went, went a little left at the end. But the early ones, I think, were spot on. I don't it's know if Ryan would agree, but... <laughs> There's an earth where Ryan Gray grew up as a as a little orphan in Dickensian England. Or old-timey London town. Oh, all right. I think that's the last, the most fabulousness that I can take tonight before I need oxygen. So, everyone, come back and see us when we unearth Lord knows what. Jake, I had a blast. Come back and see us anytime, man. Of course I will. Thanks for having me, Johnny. You know it. You guys, uh... And I'm a ball by the things you've done Left the trail of arms and can't account for one Now you're gone and I'm glad, but it's a shame you wasted you want this so bad you can taste it Detroit love, can you feel that? I stick and move, can you feel that? I'm on the ride for the two triple zero Full fail, you're all American hero I gotta tell you baby, life's been good to me